0: You're listening to the Wellness Insider Network, episode number 7. Welcome to the Wellness Insider Network podcast, a place where you'll discover how to create a balanced, vibrant, and stress-free life with the right food, herbs, and self-care techniques. I'm your host, Lana Camille. I'm a college professor, drug information pharmacist, and an herbalist. Thank you for joining me on this adventure. Let's get the show started. My today's guest is Sandeep Agarwal. I met Sandeep in 2010 when both of us enrolled into David Winston's Herbal Certificate Program. He initially trained as a computer programmer and finance professional. Sometime after settling down in America, Sandeep became curious about his roots. His family owns a ghee or clarified butter shop in India for almost 130 years. Today, Agarwal's run a successful business sharing this gift of Indian ghee with the American audience. A little while ago, I caught up with him during a conference where we talked about healthy fats. I hope you'll enjoy this interview. Welcome again. So my first question for you is, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you come here? How did your herbal passion started? Like, where where is it all coming from?
1: Sure. So uh, hello, everybody. And Lena, good to see you here. Um, So how it all started, it's actually quite interesting. And uh, I'm uh, passionate about what we are doing right now. So I came to the US uh, almost 24 years ago. And by education, I'm a computer programmer. Okay. So bachelor's in uh, technology, computer science. Came here, started to work for uh, computer companies, uh, mostly uh, insurance and financial companies. Then I did my MBA in finance in New Jersey part-time. Then started working in New York City, uh, worked in many Wall Street firms, uh, financial companies, and. For almost 10 years. So, got married, had two kids, everything is great, you know, good salary, good life, you know, what else could you ask for? So, my son was born, and when he was about 6 months old, he started to show signs of skin issues, eczema, asthma, all kinds of, you know, um, issues. And I'm trying to find out like, what's going on, what's wrong, what did we do wrong, or what's happening. And after much research, I find out that it may be related to our diet and environment also, but our diet had a lot to do with it. So I realized, started to see what we were doing wrong. One, we were consuming large amounts of sugar. Okay. And our food, obviously we were eating lots of Ready to eat food as well, uh, even though my wife has a great cook. But you know, sometimes you don't want to cook and you are buying, you're eating outside. We uh, drank a lot of uh, milk, a lot of dairy products. Then I realized that that may not be the best product or best source of milk that we were using. So, made a lot of changes to our diet, including putting my son on a raw milk diet from grass fed cows.
0: Very interesting.
1: So thousands of studies or uh, anecdotal study, you can call it, or uh, testimonials from people that, you know, kids having these issues put on safe raw milk from grass-fed, healthy grass-fed cows and kids can overcome that issue. So that's what we did, actually. I would okay. drive, uh, you know, 30, 40 miles to get raw milk for my family because it was and it still is illegal to buy raw milk in New Jersey so I would go to Pennsylvania and get the milk we put our son on uh, some homeopathic remedy started to clean our rest of the diet Stopped eating sugar altogether Uh, you know the flour everything just started to go to more scratch more basic food instead of processed food at all like so anything that we could buy in bulk bag we started to do that mm-hmm. instead of sh- you know taking a shortcut and buying it from a grocery store, and so the results were tremendous. Our own health improved. My son's health improved. He overcame uh, his um, asthma and allergies. He used to have like you know nebulizer and taking steam and all kinds of uh, medicine so now he's a healthy 15-year-old boy he's going for his uh, black belt in karate
0: that's fabulous
1: and uh, thank god no medicine okay so while i was doing that i learned the benefits of dairy fats Mm -hmm. particularly if the dairy fat is coming from cows which are eating grass their fat is very special
0: tell us a little bit about the difference between those cows that eat grass versus those that are not so Like in
1: India, in the old days, every cow was grass-fed and what I mean by grass-fed means the cows that actually eat grass. Now isn't grass their natural diet? Of course. It is. So why are we making a big deal out of this? Because in this country, that's not the situation. Majority of the cows, they're not even roaming outside. Mm -hmm. They are in a shaded big factory like a place. They are tied to a stall like four feet by four feet and you know in front of them there is a conveyor belt which brings their uh, diet their ration mixed with i don't know what and their feces are right there and obviously they get washed and everything but it's a very very mechanical set of cows they they don't see the, the outside they are not getting fresh air sunshine. or the sun, sun sunshine or even the experience of walking on the grass to begin with it's a very unnatural environment for the cows of course yeah So that's the biggest difference is that the cows are, in America, majority of them, living in a very unnatural state, living a horrible life, and the kind of stress that they have, don't you think it's putting that in the milk? Absolutely it is. And when we consume that milk or any product made out of that, we are also getting that stress and, you know, the diseases. And that's where if you find a kid, if it goes to a mainstream doctor and the kid has cold. First thing, doctor will say, stop milk. Mm-hmm. So we have made milk into a villain. It's not the milk which is bad; it's how it is produced is bad,
0: right? Okay. So what did you decide to do about that?
1: So what I decided to do is that. Uh, so we realize, you know, milk is great. Milk products are fantastic. Ghee, which is the fat derived from milk, is fabulous. It is a source of many vitamins which are very hard to find elsewhere fat soluble vitamins
0: tell us what exactly what ghee is how do you spell it sure so ghee is
1: spelled g h e e okay and another way to know it is it's also called clarified butter okay so it is made from butter butter has fat it also has parts of protein and sugar and water okay so the process of making ghee is you take butter You heat it, you simmer it, and you kind of separate the fat from the rest of the stuff. Mm -hmm. And you keep the fat and discard everything else. And that's what ghee is, is the fat from the milk. So ghee happens to be my family business in India. okay, For uh, five generations. Okay. Since my great... When did
0: you start? When did your
1: great-grandparents begin? So my great-great-grandfather started in like 1890s. Wow. So about almost 127 years ago. Okay. So we still have a small ghee shop in India, which is over 100 years old, which my uncle runs. Wonderful. So we, so in the U.S., we see the benefit of the grass-fed cows, we see the benefit of the ghee and dairy fats. So we started to make ghee, small amount of ghee, my wife started, while, while I was still working. And we saw success, we saw people very receptive to that accepting it and it was delicious very very different than the ghee that you could buy from an Indian grocery store beautiful color beautiful aroma
0: what's a, what's typical color what's beautiful color like how would you look at, at this sure. product so say if you
1: buy milk from a grocery store it's white right but if you buy grass fed milk from a farm where the cows are grass fed that milk is going to be slightly yellow okay so that yellow color is due to the beta-carotene which is present in grass and when cows eating it it's there in the milk also Mm -hmm. and then that's what gives the the milk and the ghee ultimately yellow color
0: okay so the the darker the yellow or the more yellow the ghee is the better it is the higher the the percent of carotenoids and various other compounds
1: absolutely it is so that's just one indicator but what the cow does is it takes that beta-carotene it leaves some of it as beta-carotene, which gives it the yellow color, but it converts some of it as vitamin A, uh-huh. or true vitamin A called retinol. Okay. So retinol is the made from beta-carotene, but only animals or humans make it. Uh, vitamin A, true vitamin A, is not found in uh, plant world. So for example, if you drink, uh, if you buy uh, carrot juice, and it will say vitamin A, some Whatever percent, 50 percent, 100 percent. The thing is that there is no true vitamin A in carrots. Vitamin A is made by humans when we drink that carrot juice. The challenge is that the conversion actually is not very efficient, Mm -hmm. so whatever we are putting on the bottle is just an approximation and estimation, it's a generalization. But from person to person that conversion factor or conversion capacity varies. But ghee happens to be a product where the cow has already done that job for us of converting that beta-carotene to true vitamin A. And so retinol, can you imagine why retina, uh, retinol is good for us?
0: Yes, there are many different reasons. M-
1: many different reasons, but one of the uh, reasons is that uh, the retina of our eye is called retina and this mm-hmm. is retinol mm-hmm. is good for our eyes. If you look at the Indian textbooks, 2000 years old, it will say ghee is good for eyes now we know scientifically why is that why people knew without any labs at that time that ghee is good for eyes
0: very interesting what about skin and you were talking about your son did eating ghee also helped him and could that be potential reason as well absolutely that's a very good question so
1: yes vitamin a is very important to fight infections in the body vitamin d is as you know extremely extremely important almost all americans Are deficient in vitamin D Mm -hmm. so ghee helps in the gut it actually helps to heal the gut and that's one of the reasons that kids who have this uh, immune response is because their gut needs to be healed and ghee uh, a grass-fed ghee helps with that healing process and um, number one number two is fats are really important for the body for the brain for skin for the lining of our gut And then one other thing which is there in the grass-fed cow's milk is called vitamin K2, which is um, not very well known or studied in general public, but more research is coming out. And that actually is one reason why people should not be afraid of ghee or butter. So we attribute, if I say somebody, hey, Lena, have a spoon of ghee or have butter, general reaction people says that, A, I'm going to get fat, B, is going to clog my arteries and I'm going to have heart disease. And the facts can be, you know, further, you know, it, it cannot be any further than truth. Okay, The
0: Tell reason. more.
1: Yeah, so the reason is, if I ask you, I have a kilogram of cotton, cotton, right, the white cotton, and a kilogram of iron, which one is heavier?
0: Of course, they're both the same. They are both the
1: same. Similarly, if you take a tablespoon of olive oil and a tablespoon of ghee, which one is more fattening? You know, they both are fats. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Each tablespoon of fat has 14 grams of fat. Each gram of fat has 9 calories. You multiply 14 by 9, whatever you get is the number of calories, whether it is one tablespoon of olive oil or one tablespoon of ghee. But somehow, olive oil is considered healthy and ghee is considered fattening.
0: I think one of the reasons that people will bring up is that olive oil is usually in liquid state while ghee is usually solidified.
1: Very interesting question. Yes. So generally, we have done such an oversimplification of our body and our digestion process that we believe that how in our kitchen sink, if we pour something fatty or greasy into our kitchen sink, it can get clogged up. We think that if we eat solid fat like ghee it will go into an arteries our arteries and clog up now, let me give you, tell you a little bit little information about the solid and liquid nature of the ghee and oil. what's our body temperature ninety eight point six yes at say seventy degrees ghee is solid mm-hmm. at seventy degrees olive oil is liquid at eighty degrees or eighty five degrees, do you know what ghee will be? Probably liquid. Ghee will as be well. completely liquid. Mm-hmm. So when you eat a solid fat like ghee, do you know what's happening at ninety eight point six? It's completely liquid and it's clear like olive oil. Mm-hmm. You can do a little experiment in your own home. Okay. You take ghee, put it in a pan, heat it to ninety-eight and you see the color. You can see through it, it's so clear. Okay. So the thing is we have done oversimplification and it's not that we have done it. There is a reason why ghee and butter they got a bad reputation. So, When I started my ghee business 10 years ago, I also studied the history behind it, why ghee got a bad reputation.
0: What is the history, tell us.
1: So I actually got so fascinated by the history, I started collecting artifacts about the historical artifacts. So I'll tell you a little bit about it later. But let me tell you the history. So the history goes back 110 years old. Okay. Is when there was Mr. Proctor, mm-hmm. and his relative was Mr. Gamble. Mm-hmm. One guy had a soap-making factory; the other guy had a candle factory. They made soap and candle from lard, right? From pig fat. Right. So you know, like you know, a, a baby pig it grows up, it becomes big, and it you know it gets uh, you know uh, butchered, and then you draw fat. It's such a laborious process. It takes so much time. When you get like a little bit of fat from the pig. So what was happening at that time? Thomas Edison in New Jersey invented light bulb. Okay. All right. So here these uh, you know you know uh, these guys are thinking that if now the light bulb is there, who's going to buy our candles? The candle business is going to go down. Mm-hmm. So at that part of time, they were walking by and they saw in a factory. Outside, there was, you know, some like a big heap of stuff, and they asked the people, What is this? They said, It's cotton seed. Okay, the cotton was growing in America, and when you make clothes from cotton, the seed is left behind as a byproduct, right? Mm -hmm. So, what they did with cotton is they will give this as an animal feed, and you know, they get some oil out of it. So, what these guys did is they brought the oil. And at the same time, in France, there was shortage of butter. So Napoleon had asked, uh, you know, scientists to find a substitute for butter. Mm-hmm. And the substitute for the butter was to take any vegetable oil and bombard it with nickel, uh, bombard it with hydrogen atom in presence of nickel, and create what's called hydrogenated fat. So the idea is that how these uh, hydrocarbons are made is that a saturated fat has carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen so carbon has four bonds so it can have say two bonds on either side with carbon and uh, basically a hydrogen on one end. Now it can have two hydrogen, one on above and one below to fully balance it or it can have a double bond between two carbons and this is called an unsaturated fat okay. where the bonds are not fully balanced. So the idea is to break that double bond and put another hydrogen in there so that it becomes a saturated fat. And saturated fat, because of the shape of the molecule, it's a straight molecule. So they pack really well in a container so it becomes solid. Correct. And an unsaturated fat, it is kind of kinky. It's bent, so it is liquid because these molecules don't pack that well. Mm -hmm. So the idea was to take unsaturated fat put a hydrogen atom in there, in the molecule, make it saturated, and make it solid. So that's what they did. They invented the technology to make unsaturated fat saturated.
0: So they just wanted to make sure that it packs well and travels well? No,
1: the idea was not that it packs well or travels well. The idea was to fool people that if there is no butter, you can use this hydrogenated fat as a butter Uh substitute, as a cheap butter substitute, because real butter was in shortage. Okay. In fact, during war, even I read the history, during World War II, even America said, banned sort of the use of butter. They said the butter should be sent to the soldiers okay. who are fighting and there should be less butter available for people. We should let it go. So butter was a source of energy okay. for all this time. So that technology was imported by Mr. Procter & Gamble. They took the cotton seed oil, made a fa- solid fat out of it, and they started using that for making candles and for soaps, and it was success. They said, wow, this is so much cheaper. Now an idea came to their mind. They said if this solid fat, it looks like lard, it behaves like lard, we are using it for soap and candle, why don't we put it in a can and sell it as food? Isn't that a brilliant idea?
0: Yes, it it's is. It's cheap.
1: Cotton seed is waste. It's a waste byproduct. You know, it's, it's so cheap that you can't even believe it, as compared to lard. So they started to do this. Year is 1911. I have historical artifacts in my collection, which I'll talk about. And you know what that product was called?
0: What was it? You called? have
1: heard about it, but you can't relate to it. It was called Crisco. Uh huh. Do you know the? F- do you know that Crisco is not just a name; it's an acronym?
0: what is it what does it stand
1: for it stands for crystallized cotton seed oil right so this goes back hundred and you know what ten years old history so what happened is since that time that was the first attack on natural food products okay where the food products they were started to become like contaminated by the industry because if we can find a cheaper way to sell you a food product why wouldn't we, our profit percent will be so much higher. So since then, there's one after the other story how they paid money to scientists to say good things about their product. People in lab coats. I have these advertisements with me, scientists in lab court telling mothers, stop using lard, stop using traditional fats, use Crisco, it is so much better and healthier for you. Okay, so it's all marketing it is all marketing so now fast forward 110 years what now do you know about trans fats clinically and medis- medically
0: so this is the only fat that we should not be consuming that's exactly right but that's what
1: they were selling they were selling us trans fats in the name of good clean butter and lard substitute very interesting that's what led to maligning the name of ghee and butter because the same technology was imported in India where ghee was a fat of choice for thousands of years they started to make this vegetable ghee where on the container vegetable was written in short font ghee was written in big font and this product was sold as at one-sixth of the price of the real ghee people ate it they said wow this is beautiful it tastes like ghee it smells like ghee because they would also add some buttery flavor or essence to it. Mm -hmm. People became
0: sick and who are we blaming? We are blaming ghee. Uh, Let's take a step forward I guess and let's figure out like how can we change the situation in today's day and age and how can we educate more people about ghee butter and also Uh, I I think that most people would not really know what to do with ghee. Can you give us some examples of like what would your wife, how she would cook with ghee, Mm -hmm. what would an average person do with ghee? Sure, absolutely. So, you see,
1: when we started our ghee business 10 years ago and we were selling it and people will ask us, give us some ghee recipes and I will tell my wife and she will laugh. You know why? It's like I'm asking you, can you give me a recipe for salt? Because what would you say? Just put it right, you know? You don't need a recipe. But we realized later on that we are selling to a consumer who really does not know. Okay. So we hired some uh, professional chefs and we created some recipes of using ghee in uh, mainstream cooking. Right. Because Indian people know how to use ghee, we don't really need to tell them. Right. But people who are not used to it, how are they going to use it? So here is a you know a wonderful way to use ghee. If you eat eggs, if you scramble your eggs, ghee has a very high smoke point. Okay. It's one of the fats or oils which has a smoke point of 4885 degrees. Smoke point means at the temperature at which it will start to oxidize and burn. So you coat the pan with ghee and then you uh, fry your eggs. They will be beautiful. People call us all the time. They said, you know this young lady was saying, oh my husband says that even now, even I can cook eggs because now it won't burn because they were using butter and butter as you know has low smoke point. It will make the, uh, you know, your eggs brown because it burns or it will stick to the pan. Mm -hmm. So ghee will not stick to the pan and you can use it. You can use it in place of basically, ghee is so versatile, you can cook with it. Say you are sorting vegetables, it's fantastic. You can put it on top of already cooked food, for example in India. If somebody serves you warm rice, it's actually considered, uh, you know, uh, not respectful to not put ghee on warm rice. So, it's always served with ghee on top. Yes. And you can put it in uh, your soup, put it on toast, bread, pasta. Uh, You know, you can bake with it. You can make dessert or, you know, anything in the oven. You can deep fat fry, even though I don't recommend too many fried food, but you can fry in ghee as well.
0: You, one thing that I know about ghee, so one difference between ghee and butter, is typically I store butter in the refrigerator, but ghee is something that you can just put on your shelf. Exactly. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, so people had a hard time believing that, that if it is made from butter, then how come it is? it can be kept outside? So the reason you can keep olive oil outside is because it is 100% fat. So when it is 100% fat, the fat is a shelf-stable product. If there is no water, the bacteria will not attack it. Bacteria cannot use fat as a source of energy and there is no water, there is no sugar, so there is no source of energy for them. So it's not something that will degenerate or go bad.
0: So it's so going to be stable on shelf? It's going to be shelf. stable
1: on the shelf. So similarly, ghee is the fat part of the milk and when it's properly made, it can stay on the shelf like any other oil or fat.
0: Okay, wonderful. So now, uh, tell me a little bit about what you decided to do with your geese when you learned more about herbal medicine.
1: So, when I studied with David Winston um, back, what, maybe seven years ago, so I had, because uh, I was born and brought up in India, and my mother has such a respect for the uh, Ayurveda, which is India's herbal medicine, that when we, were get, we, when we were to get sick she will take us to an Ayurvedic practitioner even though that was not very common like in a big city we lived in the capital but she still did it because she's, she has such a faith. So when I studied with David and learned about the herbs and their medicinal uh, effect and why herbs work because up until now I was using herbs because we always use them as part of our tradition but i really didn't know that there is something in these herbs that actually has this beneficial effect on human body okay so when i learned about it from a clinical perspective uh, it op- it really opened up my eyes and i started to then um, self study ayurvedic literature i started to study with some ayurvedic uh, teachers also and um, so the idea at that time also was that i wanted to learn and create some I- herbal products. So the idea was not for me to become a practitioner, but the idea was to take that knowledge and turn it into some products that herbalists or practitioners could use. Okay. So it took me uh, actually seven years to come to this stage, but uh, today actually is a wonderful day that I'm speaking to you all, because today we launched those set of products that I have always wanted to launch, is ghee infused with medicinal herbs
0: why is it good for ghee to be infused with these medicinal herbs so why is it good for these medicinal herbs to be part of ghee that's a fantastic question
1: and the answer is in ayurveda there are two terms or attributes given to ghee and these are sanskrit words so i will say in sanskrit and then i'll uh, explain these to you so one is called yoga vahi yoga means literally that it's a carrier or a vehicle so when you put when you infuse an herb with ghee ghee will carry it in your body to the cells and the tissues and to the target area that's one and number two is called sanskar anuvartan which means ghee is great in imbibing the properties of the herb without losing its own property so if you infuse an herb into an oil Oil loses its own property and adapts the property of the herb. Ghee is attributed this very special effect that it does not lose its property. For example, ghee is considered cooling and moistening. It doesn't lose its property, but it adapts
0: the property of the herb
1: that we are infusing.
0: So it has multiple benefits it that has it's delivering.
1: That's exactly so. It is delivering. So in the Ayurvedic tradition, these uh, you know sages they figured out that ghee could be used as a medium to create fat-soluble medicine. And ghee can be used because ghee also has 65% saturated fat, which means these bonds are stable. They will not, because saturated means there are four bonds. There is no double bond. And when there is no double bond, you can heat it, and the bond will not break that easily. That means you can use it as a medium of extraction for the herbs
0: okay so the herbs are extracted easier and better into ghee and they're delivered to the target organ so that means that the delivery or the person is getting the medicine to the right place is quicker
1: that's exactly right and one particular way ghee is used in Ayurvedic tradition is for any medicine that you need de- to deliver to brain and now we know why because brain loves fat
0: And this is a very interesting topic, especially for this audience, because we are always trying to figure out how to live a more focused and more balanced life. So tell us a little bit how this would work better for someone who is listening to this podcast.
1: Absolutely. So in the Ayurvedic tradition, we talk about three constitution of the body, vata, pitta, and kapha. So vata is... You know, somebody who is lean, who has, you know, some of the issues that they may have is anxiety or, you know, brain-related issues, emotional issues. Pitta is the second quality where a person can have heating issues like inflammation. And kapha is somebody who has mucus-related issues particularly. And ghee is said to be beneficial for vata and pitta, which means, you know, these people will derive so much benefit by consuming ghee as a fat. And we now know scientifically as well that our brain loves fat. It loves cholesterol, actually. And ghee is a good animal fat that our cells have an affinity to fats like ghee. So it is fantastic. And I have read some studies, and I'm going to actually do a little bit more research into this area. And this concept of blood-brain barrier, that ghee can be a vehicle to transport the herbs that can cross BBB and deliver into the brain.
0: So you're saying that the potentiating, so the herbs that uh, sharpen your brain and sharpen your cognition can be delivered into brain better because ghee is actually able to cross that blood, blood-brain barrier. That's
1: exactly right. Okay. So herbs like Bacopa in the Indian Ayurvedic tradition is consumed as a Brahmi ghee and if you read the literature for all brain related disorders this is a medicine of choice
0: okay so and this is how it's delivered as ghee
1: that's exactly right
0: how how do you learn more about Ayurveda if someone is curious like what would be your one of your go-to resources that is easily understood by someone who lives here in the United States and really has no previous knowledge about Ayurveda so,
1: there are lots of… Uh, Ayurveda has been slow to catch up in the US but now for the past 10 years I would say there are lots of practitioners, teachers, YouTube is filled with uh, many different Ayurveda related uh, videos, there are books available, there are cooking resources available. So the, the best way is to uh, find a practitioner near you if you know if you live in an area and if there is somebody who is teaching Ayurveda i think that's the best person to person is always the best okay but if you are not fortunate to have somebody in your area then you know go online and there are you know many many resources there is one website which i uh, really like and which was uh, started by a man who doesn't need any introduction in the uh, ayurveda world and his name is uh, vasant lad and his website is ayurveda.com so okay. which is a-Y-U-R-V-E-D-A dot com. And it's a beautiful website.
0: And I'll include names. this in the show notes. And I will also include a couple of additional resources on where to find Ayurvedic practitioners. Sure, especially
1: in your local area, you can. Of course, uh, you know, of course. some areas.
0: Let's take one step back. And so you were talking about ghee, how it's delivered uh, all these uh, cognition boosting herbs. Um, I know that some of our listeners probably have heard about bulletproof coffee and similar type of recipes. Um, can you tell us a little bit about like, what your company does to deliver a product that would be similar to bulletproof coffee? I think the, the actual website is called ilovebutter.com, right?
1: Yeah, there is actually many different websites, many different products, but yeah, there is a, a man in California, his name is Dave Asprey who was meditating in Tibet and he was served tea made with yak butter so that's where he got the idea that instead of tea we can put butter in the coffee okay so he started this idea of bulletproof coffee and I was reading the literature and we have this information on our website that people in a Tibet region they always greeted people with yak butter tea. Because in those uh, areas, it's very cold, high altitude. You need source of energy. And so yak butter is a good source of that energy. So the idea behind including fat in your coffee, for example, is very simple that when you drink coffee, you get a sudden boost of energy. But if you include lots of fats in there, then that effect of that boost that you're getting is going to last longer instead of getting a crash after an hour okay so what we did is we created a product where instead of butter we used our ghee and mixed with mct oil which is medium chain triglycerides which is derived from coconut oil okay so we combined the two created a blend and we call it coffee plus plus Okay. which is a product that you can put it into in your own coffee All right. and enjoy it.
0: And I, I, I know that I tried to persuade a couple of my uh, girlfriends to give the uh, butter coffee a chance and everyone is usually not very receptive. Is there a way to um, make sure that the texture of the beverage is pleasant? You, you have to actually put it in a blender. Okay.
1: Until you put it in a blender the mixing doesn't happen very well and you don't get foam, so your coffee should be foamy. That's when people really enjoy it. Okay. So what you have to do is you have to have really hot coffee because when you blend it, some of the heat is going to you know, go away. So really hot coffee, then if you, you know, put with, blend with fats and then pour it into your cup, I'm sure you will enjoy it because then you will not taste the fat on the top layer of the coffee. It will be mixed very well, and that will be a pleasant experience. Okay,
0: that sounds great. Well I want to thank you but before we part I want to ask you how can our listeners learn more about your company
1: Sure so our website is pureindianfoods.com Okay so that's thank you. where all of our ghee products are there we continue to innovate so we have over uh, 12 different kinds of ghee products and we just launched uh, you know five or six medicinal ghees so, and the, the idea is to include even more and we also sell uh, over 25 different organic spices that we source from India, That's and true. some Indian uh, grains, some oils. So it's a beautiful website that you should check it out. OK, thank and you. And one other uh, thing I wanted to mention is about the historical artifacts. Yes. So see how I told you about the 110-year-old history? Yes. So I said, how can I explain to people? I wanted to show this to people not just by talking, but by showing these historical artifacts so I have a website okay where, so I have about 300 or 400 different physical historical objects fascinating which date like some as old as like 400 years old
0: okay
1: and so my plan is to actually make a museum you know at you know sometime in the f- near future that's fabulous but right now it's a virtual museum okay and the website is butterworld.org so it's okay B-U-T-T-E-R, W-O-R-L-D dot
0: O-R-G. That's perfect, That's and I will we- definitely include it in the show notes sure. as well. So I
1: have done a couple of um, exhibitions in uh, Western Enterprise conferences where I will take my artifacts and they will give me a room and I'll set up the display. And so some of the pictures are there on the website.
0: I can't wait to check it out. Yeah. <laughs> Thank Absolutely. you for this interview. Absolutely. It was fascinating. Thank you very much for joining us today. If you'd like to explore some resources mentioned during this episode, please visit the show notes at wellnessinsidernetwork.com slash 7. This episode is proudly sponsored by Pure Indian Foods. Pure Indian Foods is a company created by the fifth generation of ghee makers. To learn more about the product and the company's philosophy, please visit www.wellnessinsidernetwork.com slash pure Indian foods or visit the show notes to find all the links. Ghee is a healthy shelf-stable alternative to butter and other cooking oils. Since it has a high smoke point, ghee is one of the best fats you can use for baking and high heat cooking. The product I usually have on hand in my kitchen is 100% organic grass-fed ghee. If you use a discount code Lana, you'll get 5% off on your first order over $25. I hope you've enjoyed this interview with Sandeep Argarwal. Please share this episode with one of your friends that might be interested in this information. Thank you again for being here. I appreciate you. Be smart, be healthy, be you.